0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Lost in Life podcast and on this episode I'm going to be talking to one of the most inspirational South Asian women in the world, so keep listening. Hey guys, this is Geshev here, and I'm with, um, Helina. I was going to ask you actually, Helena. Yeah, Helena or yeah,
1: Helena? Helena. Helena, that's tweez. how you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helena.
0: I've heard, I've heard people say it both Hel- ways. Yeah,
1: they say like Helena, Helena. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, They have their own And I'll, I'll be spins. honest, I don't know if
0: it's me, but as I, as I get older, I'm getting a bit more particular about how people say my name. <laughs> so
1: what do you prefer, Kishuv? I prefer Geshev. Oh, like, okay,
0: Geshev. Yeah. Gershub.
1: If you go to India,
0: that's how everyone's saying it, <laughs> yeah. so... It's not Keshav or
1: Kesh. That's how I say like, well Keshev. But I think I think maybe I,
0: I've I've developed a greater appreciation of
1: uh, people saying it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like,
0: you know, taking the time to like oh, how do, and, I, yeah. and I like doing that for other people. So anyway. I oh, appreciate it. Uh, I'm here with
1: Helena. Helena. <laughs> Helene. Helene.
0: Helene. <laughs> Helene um, who is a tattoo artist yeah. from the Midlands, big ups. Yeah. And East
1: Midlands actually. East Midlands. East very important <laughs> actually.
0: Um, I don't know Birmingham and Leicester. We got a bit of a light, bit of a light. from oh, Birmingham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no way. So, but we'll, we'll put it aside <laughs> for this podcast. Um, first question, though, and I, for people who are not listening, just a quick little um, intro into who you are, what you do, mm-hmm. and. Um, some of the things that you're passionate about
1: so i'm a 22 year old tattoo artist based in leicester oh, i have yeah. my own studio and i've been tattooing for about three years and i'm like one of five south asian tattoo artists in the uk that's all i've counted to so far one five tattoo artists. That are south asian yeah. yeah i don't i think there might be more but i've not come across them yet and so. the other four Um, I don't know them personally, but I like stalk them on Instagram now and then. Are are they all men? There's one man that I know of and then the rest are female, I guess. Okay. Well, I I assume, I don't know their pronouns, so I can't just assume. (laughs) Yeah,
0: fair enough, fair enough. Um, so yeah, we, let's get right into it. Like one of the things I was doing my my research, we've known each other for a while. We've spoken quite a bit on (laughs) um, Instagrams. And one of the things that I really admire about you and the stuff that you share and you talk about is persistence. And the title of this podcast is the Lost in Life mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, and that's the reason that I wanted to have you on today as a guest, because for those people who are listening, who haven't figured it all out, or yeah. you haven't made it yet, mm-hmm. or you're, you're not even sure like what you're doing or where you're going, but you're just trying to go from you're nine to five, maybe go to the gym once a week and <laughs> do your thing, um, is is like, I really admire your persistence mm. and your authenticity. Um, Ow. <laughs> is that something that you always had?
1: I think so. I've always been the kind of person that's like, if I want something, I need to have it. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I can't stop thinking about something if I want it. And I can't sit and be idle like it really bothers me so when i moved to london like two years ago i was supposed to be a tattoo apprentice in the studio but i went in once a week i didn't have any money because i wasn't getting paid but i'd sit in my bedroom all day every day and do nothing but draw and watch couples on youtube because i was like a lonely sad person so i just watched everybody on youtube but like that's all i was doing and i was just like what am i doing with my life but at least i'm in london hey fancy no it wasn't (laughs) like it really wasn't fancy at all
0: so i think there's a good lesson there that like (laughs) the the dream that people sell you isn't um, always as good as you might think things may not turn out as you expect them to yeah but you can always have persistence like I just like as we got here to film this, <laughs> to record this, rather, I came in and you. Were, I could see you were drawing. Yeah, like you, were, you were just doing things. And
1: yeah, I can't just sit around and not do anything. I was like, what, okay, why is um, that important? Though? I just think. If you love doing something, you're just gonna do it, aren't you? Like, if you love drawing, you're gonna spend all the time you can to draw. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to like do maths, you'll do Sudoku or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you enjoy doing something, you'll spend as much time as possible doing it. And I love drawing, and I love like creating and, and, things. And, and like, what's your
0: earliest memory of drawing? And is it something you like uh, in the classroom?
1: Ah, it drawing was. Stuff or... My mum used to draw these little Indian ladies holding baskets and like living in like hay. By the way,
0: it's so good to hear someone say <laughs> baskets. So I'm
1: Oh, baskets, yeah, not baskets, baskets. Um, Yeah, she used to do these little Indian illustrations and I used to paint them with her. And we always used to, like, draw together when we were little and I was terrible at drawing. Um, But... I don't know that was just the first time that I really thought hey this is this is cool I could do this and I just we used to when it was summer I used to get a cup of water and a paintbrush and I used to paint on like the hot stones outside and then obviously the water would evaporate my parents wouldn't yell at me like why are you painting the floor but I like, it was good fun yeah. like the simple times <laughs> and
0: at what point did you decide okay I want to um, and did you think this way, but at what point did you think, all right, I want to break taboo. I want to become a South
1: Asian. Tattoo no, artist. I didn't. Like, I didn't. How, ever, how did that begin? I didn't ever think that was going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that wasn't the goal. The goal was, I want a creative lifestyle. Like I don't want to be stuck in an office. Like I tried the office job for like eight months and I just, my depression just like went through the roof and I was like, you know what? I can't live like this. I need to draw. I need to be creative. I need to be free. So I just quit my day job and I was like, I'm going to be a tattoo artist. And then I started Googling like South Asian or Indian tattoo artists. There wasn't anybody. I couldn't find anyone on Mm -hmm. Google. But now if you Google South Asian tattoo artists, I come up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can see that. No one can see, but
0: there's
1: a... A Framing the face. We'll take a picture.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll make it the the cover of the the video (laughs) on YouTube. Um, Um. Cool. So, like, you, uh, what was the thing that um, kept you going? Because I guess, you know, it's it's definitely not encouraged
1: yeah. in any way, shape,
0: or form. I don't There's know. a lot of taboo around tattoos generally.
1: See, I um, didn't see it at first. I didn't see all the taboo about it until like I started getting tattoos, and then people started acting a bit funny around me, or they're like, <laughs> so <when> you <laughs> say acting funny. That was like only. so. I started getting visible tattoos when I was, like, 19, I think, which is, like, normal age. And I remember I was at home and we had, like, a family event and one of my cousins was like, oh, Helena, let me see your disgusting tattoos. And I was like, what? 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 You're my cousin. What are you doing? Be supportive. And... Every time I'm around certain family members, they always bring up my tattoos. Like regardless of the conversation, I think I'll like roll my sleeves up, and they'll see it and be like, "Oh, okay, tattoos," <laughs> and they'll yeah. like make me feel weird about it, or they'll just like oh, I don't want tattoos. I want to be the minority and not have any. I was like, you're South Asian. Do you know how many South Asian women there are with tattoos? No, there aren't many because obviously people like you make it very difficult. <laughs> so
0: well, why, do you, why do you think, and I can relate to you because like, yeah. if my mum's listening to this podcast, <laughs> she's going to get vexed. I'm going to bring it up. But the number one thing every single day, every single time I speak to my parents or my members of my family and we all get it, is the beard. Uh, oh, you look like a yeah, oh, you, And you know, like,
1: I like the beard. That's an impressive beard. Yeah, Not yeah, people can draw, it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> grow yeah, yeah. a beard like that. Um,
0: why do you think that tattooing has that stigma around it? Um, both broadly, but specifically is it different within the South Asian community? I
1: think it's just because tattoos are like related to like army veterans or like criminals like prison tattoos are a big thing in Japan I think it's still illegal is it illegal in Japan I don't yeah. know if you've seen with tattoos they don't like it in Japan okay. in Korea I think it's illegal <laughs> um, yeah it's just re- like people just think criminal instantly criminal criminal, criminal. Mm, but mm. obviously you've seen me I don't look like criminal <laughs> no, but I don't know I think even like in professional um, career so if you're a doctor or something you can't have visible tattoos in a lot of job descriptions no visible tattoos are allowed um, it just makes you look unprofessional but it doesn't really matter because I don't want to work in an office my entire life but I want to be a creative person so I'm going to cover myself in tattoos <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and, and how, how do those same people respond to you now?
1: They the same.
0: Okay. So even though
1: you've had some like modicum of success Yeah, like, like, I don't know. So my road to being a tattoo artist was so long and difficult. I know I'm only twenty two, but I started trying to get into tattooing since I was eighteen. So that's like three or four years of like constant rejection, not getting anywhere, sitting at home, just drawing, being completely idle, and then all of a sudden I got a space in a studio and I started to own my own studio and like I don't know everything blew up for me in like a very small amount of time so now family members are like oh my god Helena, I'm so proud of you like oh you're doing so well I want to tattoo too but my wife won't let me like oh no stop it you did not support me that if I ever told one of those relatives that I wanted to be a tattoo artist at 18 they would have been like are you sure like oh 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 okay okay <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> yeah it was yeah. just fake so fake <laughs> but I guess
0: the, this is what I found with my journey um is that the people with eyes to see and ears to listen they respond yeah and they, like they they don't need to be like they don't you don't need to explain anything to them yeah they just understand and actually it's been a really good filter for me of like, these are my dogs, and yeah, like, yeah, these yeah. people get me, and these people will always...
1: Support me, yeah, and be there for me. Um,
0: and that I'm grateful for that, because yeah. it, it's taught me, like, now, I don't think I'm, quote-unquote, it's not a monolithic place, success, or whatever yeah. you call it, but success now Success is
1: whatever it is to you, it doesn't matter yeah. what other people think it is. But
0: now that externally, people are like, oh, we're like, yeah, I saw this, and oh. you did
1: this, you
0: know, it's kind of like...
1: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I remember
0: you weren't really, like, checking me to tough before, so...
1: No, I get that as well, because we recently had, like, family over, and he was like, oh, let me, like, manage your company for you. And I was like, what? You don't like tattoos? You wouldn't ever let your daughters have any tattoos? Why are you in my studio having a look at everything? I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so impressed. Like, I'm not here to impress you. I don't care about your opinion. Please remove yourself.
0: <laughs> but so, one of the things that I'm really interested in about is, like, what what do you think has helped you to have that um outspoken nature and that
1: oh um, i never say it i don't ever ever say that is not nice to say Mm. it's very disrespectful if you have an opinion against your parents or like against your the older generation if you say something that doesn't like what's the word conform yeah to whatever they think that's it disrespect dishonor like and that that was a
0: common question that i got in researching today was like how do i deal with um, I did a talk last week at UCL and that was oh, a great cool. question uh, somebody asked at the end saying like how do you deal with you know, our our generation is very different to the older yeah, generation definitely. politically, socially, there's all kinds of different yeah. things. And we can intellectually understand it, but how do you one bridge that gap but also like challenge the shitty things but also, you know, try and establish relationships. So how how do you navigate those things? I know you've just said that I, sometimes that be
1: quite I I'm I don't know I feel like it's all it's really two-faced I'm not gonna lie so I'm really polite to my relatives and but sometimes if they push the line I will outwardly say you've crossed the line like that's not okay but they'll just like take the piss anyway and be like oh you know you're so soft like I'm only joking I support you but it's just sorry I don't know where the accent comes from but, like, <laughs> but um but i I think I'm more honest with my parents than any other sort of relative. So if something happens and a relative has said something, I always tell my mom about it because she understands that it's really uncomfortable for me because nobody else understands. And my mama will always be supportive and be like, they don't understand, but you need Shout to, to yeah, <laughs> mama, um, they don't understand but it's okay that they don't understand because you're still doing what you're doing you're still being successful you're doing Mm. what you want whereas they are like in their 40s not happy and they obviously see it as like a threat or something to be compared to so jealousy is not a nice word but it kind of feels like jealousy i I agree and i
0: think um i was talking about this on a previous podcast Mm. episode someone that we make other people's human moments about us yeah. and that is like a sign of ego where yeah. when you start to realize well actually that's just more like oh is that how your world views <laughs> I, I really think of it that way like oh is that what's going on to yeah you? Like, uh, tell me more about because you know? <laughs> i don't need to take on your opinion and make it my reality yeah, yeah. i know who i am and yeah. I think when you develop a level of clarity and conviction in who you are mm-hmm. those things they don't really matter because you've dealt you've Dealt with like the internal voices, and and once you conquer those, it's like, well, yeah, I do have a beard. Yeah, yeah, like my moustache curls in it.
1: I feel like like, our generation is so much stronger than the generation before because we have so much access to other people's life experiences and their opinions and like anything else that we can take that on and learn from other people as well mm-hmm. so my strength in doing whatever i want and knowing that that's what i want and i'm going to do it is just by seeing other people be that way yeah. or just seeing them hello <laughs> seeing them um, Kind of progress in any kind of way that they want to, and be successful in their own sort of well, in my kind of view as well. Like I can see someone just like make an item of clothing. They might think it's awful, but I'm like, oh my god, you did that! You did that with your own two hands. That's so cool. I want to do something like that. Let's do it. Yeah, like... man. Ooh, excited, man. Let's get some.
0: Uh, do you find that um, like is there a difference between uh, how like men, women? Uh, respond to um, you in generations see, as well. I've not. Because I know you said most of your audience is South Asian. Yeah, female. they're
1: South Asian females. So I grew up in a predominantly female household. Anyway, I don't really have any like male figures around. I have my dad, but I don't have any like older brothers, cousins, or anything. Well, mm. I have a cousin, but um, so I don't see both sides of it. I only see what ha- what happened to me and my sisters like growing up. I don't see what life was like to be a South Asian male. So I can't necessarily comment on that but for me I feel like if I was a boy I would have had it so much easier and I think my mum always yeah mum I can't blame my mum for the like mentality that she has because that's all that she knows but like things like Being able to cook, being able to do this, being able to do that. What's your mother-in-law going to think? What if, like, nobody wants to marry you? I was like, Mama, you've met my boyfriend. My my boyfriend's family likes me. It's cool. Like, you don't have to worry. It's mine. And even if he didn't, like, I would never be with someone that didn't, like, want me for me. So you don't have to worry. But obviously, that's not something that she would have to experience or that she could even think about experiencing because it's... For them, it was like your parents' pick, or like you don't really have a say in that, or you're going to be forever alone, and that's terrifying for her. But for me, it's like I'm happy on my own if nobody wants me. It's cool. Like, I like my own company. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I got a nice bunny. (laughs) He's cool too. I I love that because
0: I think it also speaks to trying to see it from a more compassionate point of view rather than like a point of view of division. Because at the end of the day, we have to realize that. Yeah, what they may be saying is wrong. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they are wrong. It's just the behavior is wrong. And that's yeah. a really important distinction to make. Is, yeah. And I see this a lot when, like, when you're trying to talk about any issue, whether it's racism, yeah. sexism, whatever, <laughs> like people get too caught up in attacking the individual rather than the behavior. Like, yeah. your behavior is wrong. Yeah. But not you are wrong. Like, yeah. the difference between shaming someone and guilt, which is yeah. about behavior. Um, cause yeah. Because, yeah, like, the older generation, my grandma, my ba, she was born in 1934. Gosh. So you <laughs> know, the, the conditioning she's been through, mm-hmm. the experiences she's been through, the fears, doubt, psychology that she has, mm-hmm. it makes sense that based on all those things, if I try and wash the dishes, she's going to try and stop me. I'm still going to do it anyway. No way, is that just, a thing? Yeah, yeah, she'll stop me like, no, no, don't touch man, don't
1: do that. Oh, wow. But
0: it's just realizing like... Well, what what has happened?:
1: Yeah, that um, has
0: led her to believe that.: that
1: is. I think it's internalized um, sugar. What's the word? Misogyny. Yeah, they internalize their misogyny because that's all they know. They're those just taught to like hate women. Like you hear women hating on women, and it's awful. Like, oh my God, she had a baby girl you were a baby girl like would you ever want someone talking to you like that or talking about you like that when you're a child no but that's all they know and condition is a really good word because it's not things that they've like gone out and learned themselves it's things that have happened to them and i spoke about this when we did the panel discussion like they didn't have access to stuff like this they didn't have access to other people's experiences in life to be able to think hey, I could do this differently. I guess some people did, and some people had some sort of, like, click or, like, strength to think, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to conform to whatever shape yeah. you want me to conform to. But majority of them didn't, so we can't always be like, well, and no, our stupid. stand
0: on their shoulders. Yeah, their we,
1: we get conditioned by them as well. Like, I know growing up, I've said some stupid stuff about things blah, blah. like I wasn't always educated on people's life experiences and I'm not going to say now that I still am but it's things that you learn from like everywhere else instead of things that you learn from home like political opinions as well my parents' political <laughs> opinions are so, like, far away from mine. I don't <laughs> yeah. Subject. Whenever it comes to vote, I'm like, well, come on, let's go vote, and we'll just go to like separate sides of the room, and just vote for separate people, separate we, parties. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they, just, I don't know. I think they're just conditioned. They absorb like other people's opinions and other people's like perceptions on things rather than attempting to learn their own, yeah. which really shows, which Absolutely. really, really, really Absolutely. shows.
0: Yeah. I think this is where like, uh, also, you know, when I look at some of the South Asian media outlets like mm-hmm. the news channels, yeah, TV, yeah. it's a lot about drama. It's yeah. like, a lot of hyperbole. It's very sensational. Yeah. It's very extreme. It's very loud. And if that's all you know, and all you see, and you're a 75 year old woman living on your own yeah. and that's your source of information, yeah. um, how, what, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, so I think actually just to come back to the original question, so far we've talked about knowing when to challenge and when not to, mm-hmm. um, coming from a place of compassion and realizing what we have that others don't, mm-hmm. and those are like some key ways to, to break those taboos. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to your journey because one of the things—if um, mm-hmm. you're not—if yeah. if people have not followed really, can they find you on Instagram. Um,
1: it's Instagram, just right? Helena Tattoos. Helena's H E L E E N A Tattoos on Instagram, and that's it. literally yeah, just Instagram. And, you, and you've
0: been doing some amazing stories. Ah, oh, thank
1: on, you. Um, I'm slacking with the stories recently. Yeah, yeah, I want to see more videos. I going. know. I need to. So maybe we'll to. do one today. Oh, but, cute. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, one of the things that you've spoken about a lot recently has been uh, cultural appropriation yeah. in the tattoo industry, and also like mental health. So let's let's tackle one of those today. Okay,
1: let's go oh, with both if we can, but... let's go with the mental health thing because I think that's something that a lot of people can relate mm. to. So I have a question. Cool.
0: Um, do all great artists need to have some kind of like immersion? Is emotional, it is it
1: like the it a, it, you it, know like do
0: you need to be the the this, Tortured artist.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking starving artist, but like I don't know. I don't think I don't think we do. But I get where it comes from because it is quite depressing. But literally, nothing would exist without art. Is the way that I look at it. Like your bottle that you're drinking from, that would not exist without an artist behind it. Um, like literally, anything needs art, and it's still so shamed upon and like frowned upon, and it makes no sense because we rely on aesthetics. Um, especially in our generation like everything has to look cool and I think for me most of my depression has come from my failures and me feeling like I'm not doing okay I'm not doing well I'm not doing the best that I can do and it's just being burnt out from just trying and trying and trying and not getting where I want to be and I just put so much pressure on myself to get to certain places in my life so I don't know if anybody follows Um, tattoo artists on Instagram but they always post the most incredible work Um, they'll be in the industry for like 10-20 years and they won't post anything that they started off doing like all the first tattoos that they ever did all the first drawings what they used to draw like yeah they just post all the successes and it makes no sense to me because I want to see the progression I want to see what you started off as so it makes me feel like I'm not failing straight away so like... I compare myself a lot which is so unhealthy but I think it's something that everyone does anyway but it just what, what
0: things have been helping you to do that less?
1: Oh, I think it's more like like moments of self-realization I think just like appreciating what's in the now. My friend always gives me this like metaphor like it's okay to climb the stairs but just make sure you stop and enjoy the view from wherever you're at and I was like that's really good because I'm in a really good place right now but like tomorrow I could just decide no I'm not happy anymore <laughs> like, something is not and right and so, so like, you know something everyone
0: experiences when that day does come yeah and I, I like a metaphor I like to look at it as like your, your mental well-being or your, your thoughts are like the, your mind is at the sky and sometimes it's going to be clouds and yeah. it's thick and heavy yeah. and sometimes the sunshine so when that day does come tomorrow what are some of your go-to habits or things
1: that Take you like to do? Take a just... break honey like sleep just do not do any work it's something that I find myself doing is if I'm bored I will do work it's so unhealthy like I need to stimulate myself by not doing any like by doing something else i do a jigsaw puzzle i don't know like watch a movie or something like do some gardening i don't know like do something that isn't job related yeah. because it's so easy to like pick up your phone go on instagram like i my work just like is on every platform my emails instagram i don't know clients this that and the other drawings turned into work as well so like if i ever get a moment where i'm like i need to calm the f down i'm just gonna sleep watch films pick out and just relax so the next day I know hey I've had my break now so it's okay for me to go back and do everything else because the worst thing for me is constantly feeling guilty about taking a break so i have like I'm trying to condition myself like once a week you need a day off you need to have a day off I know once a week isn't a lot but for me I feel like I can't do no, more I'll be honest
0: <laughs> if, if I didn't have certain people in my life I would work.
1: That. Yeah, exactly. It's really unhealthy because you know those movies where like the dad's like a workaholic and he, he <laughs> never sees the kids, and then all of a sudden love is here all along, you know? So I don't want to be that person when I'm older, and I'm turning into that person now, and I'm only 22. And I think,
0: especially when you do creative work, yeah, you, know, you need your own stimulation, mm-hmm.
1: and
0: like the best creative work comes from a place of ease, not from a place of urgency. yeah. So I find if I'm trying to make a video. And it's too, there's too much pressure and I, like the creativity yeah. gets blocked. Whereas if it's, you know, I'm surfing for two hours and I'm getting battered by waves. <laughs> I have crazy ideas like, yeah, I should do this yeah. or this. And it, and it just comes out.
1: A lot yeah, exactly. Because yeah. You actually, you're excited to go back to it. You're like, oh, look, I've not done any work. Let's go back to it. It's so exciting. Refreshed. I feel great. Meditate. Yeah. I don't know. Something that isn't. I, I saw a
0: quote on Instagram just yesterday the last piece of a tree to grow is the fruit
1: ah. so if you're if you're not
0: where you want to be if it hasn't happened for you yet or you're just feeling frustrated just remember that you know like yeah. everything has its time and I, I like going back to nature because we, we we don't always need to go to like a book or a guru or a podcast yeah. or YouTube or video or whatever like just go for a walk in the woods and look around you in nature yeah. and be present and you'll see that yeah. like the strongest trees have the deepest roots
1: oh you're yeah. so full of wisdom.
0: Um, <laughs> simple stuff like that, that, anyone can observe. Yeah. Um, even the fact that if you think about the way a tree grows, the roots—it's not like they have a map saying, "Okay, you got to go left and then turn right." And the nutrients mm. here, it just senses things yeah. and goes based on that intuition and that blueprint that's yeah. in its DNA. So, why do you think that you don't have that within you already, right? Like Like. I, I think, can't tell yeah. <laughs> you oh this is where it should be in five years. Yeah. Like, it's gotta come from inside Yeah, and
1: then out. I think it's just from like seeing what other people are doing and seeing like watching movies and stuff is really unhealthy as well. Like because you see like like the struggle of like a s I don't know, like a character in a movie and then like it skips two years later and then it's like they're like a success. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's no like I don't know. There's no proof of any sort of, like, struggle, or growth, process. Yeah, you don't, I don't process. You always get
0: to see the boring days as well. Yeah. Like, where just... you just sit, I sat today for three hours answering emails. Because <laughs> like, my biggest problem right now is I have, like, yes. a hun- like hundreds of messages today. that I need to reply to.
1: You're terrible. So, yeah. I'm um, on point with that. Get it done.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> but I think no one's going to ever see that side of it. Yeah. Where the behind the scenes is like, yeah, so today I was I was eating cheesy puffs in my pyjamas. <laughs> and then I went for a walk, I had a poo and I got an email and that was my day. See, this is like
1: what I want to post on on Instagram though because like sometimes I'll have those, I don't know if you've seen those stories where I just sit in the corner of my sofa and like eat breadsticks or something and then I'll have like little quotes around my head like all the things that that I've like got going on in my mind but I'm just sitting in the corner eating. (laughs) Which is very like very, very relevant to I think a lot of people where they just like sit like idle doing nothing but their mind's just buzzing with so much shit that they need to do and that's really unhealthy as well like clear your mind like be calm keep be calm and carry on
0: it's got to be clear for you to see through
1: it yeah so oh I get it yeah, that makes still sense. Mind, <laughs> ah. um,
0: there, there's a really good philosopher that I like called do Jiny- krishnamurti okay um, to check out and he, he's got a book called in total silence the mind encounters the internal
1: wow and
0: i just like the quote there like when you're totally silent you're totally still mm-hmm. you encounter the truth yeah That's, and yet like yesterday my cousin um shout out to none he spent the <laughs> whole day to, didn't speak sat in one position didn't eat or drink any
1: no water just being still
0: for a day like you don't you didn't need to buy a course he didn't need to like do anything. It was literally sit in a corner and just just be with your thoughts for a bit. Just, just watch.
1: exist. Yeah.
0: And I think that's why so many people are turning to meditation, yeah, mindfulness, um, yoga, all these things. But then on the flip side, and, and it's a good segue into that conversation. Just being approach. appropriate. <laughs> um, so you talk a lot about like
1: Appropriation.
0: Uh, appropriation.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit s- of an, a bit of a like Appropriation of police. I don't want to call myself that because I don't want people like <laughs> message. I get a lot of messages daily. Like, is this appropriation if I do this? Like, I I don't know because I can't speak for committee. you. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't speak for you. But like, my issue was that like a lot of South Asian artwork was on trend in the tattooing industry. Like, everyone was getting like mandalas. Well, mandalas aren't really like Indian, but What's
0: a mandala for? so who like
1: know. um, it's just a geometric pattern, and it just like. I think it's more of a Buddhist thing, actually. Don't really know the whole history about it, but they're just really beautiful, like, circles. Are you Googling it? You'll see loads. They'll probably come up with tattoos. Yeah, that's a mandala. So it kind of looks like, you know, Rangoli, um, and it's always, like, geometric circles. Yeah, so um, things like deity portraits and, like, mendi and stuff like that, that was just so trendy in the tattooing industry. And I was like... Yeah, that's cool and all, but why are you all white? Like, why are you all done by white tattoo artists that don't know anything about it? Like, that makes no sense to me. So, so for the person,
0: like, what's wrong with that? Like, why can't, why can't I get a because, cool tattoo? What's wrong? With that?
1: Because there's no, there hasn't been any room for any South Asian tattoo artists in the industry. Like, I'm living proof of that because there's only like five that I can count. Like in the UK and if you've ever been to the UK you know that there's brown people everywhere and there's a lot of brown creativity and South Asians are known for being creative and colourful and this that and the other stereotype exactly so like patterns and everything that's just like that's just part of our daily life so why is it that that there aren't any spaces in tattoo industries for people of colour or females or female people of colour or like people in the LGBTQ plus um, community why is there no space for us but you can appropriate things from yeah. our culture yeah. like, like you
0: want to take the best bits make money yeah. it, but you don't want to contribute like, to I the think, process the uh, struggle yeah. to yeah. All see, things, having space
1: see that's the thing It's always it's always pretty oh I love the culture babes what do you love about it you've had one curry in your life have you ever spoken to a person of color it wasn't even a curry it, it was wasn't some a, was a, <laughs> was a no- Bombay bad boy pot noodle like I walked into this um studio I'm not going to mention the name but um I got interrogated for being Indian. They were like, "Oh, are you Indian?" I was like, "Yeah," and, and they were like, <laughs> "And then I was, yeah." And they were like, "Oh, where in India are you from?" I was like, "Oh, I'm not from India. Like, I was born here." And they were like, "Yeah, but like, where are you from?" And I was like, "Well, my parents are born in Gujarat in India." And they're like, "Yeah, but where is that?" And I was like, "It's it's a state in India. What do you want from me?" And they were like, "Oh, you don't even know where you're from. You're Indian." It's like code. What
0: box do I
1: exactly like tick the other box? But like. Um, I don't know I just and it's a studio that has like white artists and predominantly white artists actually I don't think there were any people of color but there was I was getting tattooed by someone that did South Asian artwork and it made me feel so uncomfortable that that was the like atmosphere in the room that me being a person of color yet you can produce South Asian artwork but if I if you come across someone's salvation you don't know how to speak to them. them. I'm a fucking person. Like yeah. I'm not some robot or like I don't know an alien or something. And I think here's the thing: like
0: they're probably good people, with, yeah. Like, good intentions, but and, and I think this is why people get very, very defensive when yeah. you pull this stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like oh no, I'm not racist. Yeah, I have a brown friend. I have, I get that. You're My best cool, friend's isn't? cousin is black. But the
0: point is, <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't have biases. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. I have biases. Yeah, you yeah. Have biases. It's just, and that's part of, I and mean, this is why I get frustrated with the coaching, personal development, self help industries because we are encouraging introspection, mm-hmm. but we don't encourage that kind of introspection. Yeah. Like, you'll never see a yeah. coach talk about that in yeah, a motivational video. Yeah. But it's also important because it if, is. if you really are about freeing people and empowering someone yeah that means getting rid of all the muck and that yeah. means having difficult conversations where let's keep it real between me and you you yeah. say to me like you know like the way you spoke about this or the way you behaved in this situation yeah. that's male privilege yeah well, and i know you don't like that but yeah. check yourself yeah and
1: that's, like, that's <laughs> you need to have this convers. you need to have those conversations you need to call people out when they're being ignorant or like they're being bigots in any mm. sort of way because not that they mean to do it but you need to not that it's your job to educate people either, but you need to be able to like put a stand to it. And obviously, it's not always a safe space to do that. Like, I was about to get a tattoo. I'm not about to like piss off the person that's gonna like stick <laughs> needles in was... in me. Like, it wasn't which a space. Was it it the was this one, okay. which is a South Asian woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like. Babes, <laughs> what are you doing? No shame on the artist though, because yeah. I feel I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to like place it, but I don't always get it right either. So calling myself a cultural appropriation police isn't correct, but I know what bothers me, and I know what makes me feel uncomfortable, and I know that if something makes me feel uncomfortable, it is valid. Like so, it's so making me. feel fall... like
0: people like that, um, yeah. People in the industry, and also I think it's applicable to other industries. Yeah. What What do you think? Like other steps to go from where we are now to where we would like to be. What what, it sh- what is the ideal? What should it be?
1: Listen like? to people of colour when they tell you that something is not okay. Like if you're a white person and you think something's pretty from another culture, but there's been evidence or people tell you like, I don't think that's a good idea. People are going to find it offensive. Don't go there. Just listen to them. Like, there is no need to appropriate, appreciate things from afar. You don't need to adopt things for yourself. You can just, like, I think, I don't know, what's pretty? Like, African headdresses, beautiful. Would I ever wear one? No. Dreads, amazing. Would I ever get them? No. Like, well, even the shiva had dreads, but, like i'm not about to i'm not about to start a whole riot i think it. this is
0: like i went to kwanzaa with um lewis one of my co-directors at revolution hive mm-hmm. i was wearing a dashiki but it's okay. like he bought that for me <laughs> <for> <laughs> yeah exactly like, i don't wear it like
1: literally if you went to an indian like a south asian wedding and one of your south asian friends was like hey we're sorry cool because like we had like a white lady staying with us and we we're like oh my god charlotte put this sari on you look so cute in it come to the wedding like this because she's, like, part of the family. Like, we're telling her it's okay. But if somebody's telling you it's not okay, don't do it. Don't adopt it for yeah. yourself. I think the key thing is,
0: like, are you are you doing it from within a part of yeah, that inclusive culture? Yeah. Or are you doing it from outside? Yeah. You're kind of, like... Let me take the best bit from your shot, yeah. And then, like, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, let concert. me look pretty. And, for and we Divoli. see it everywhere.
0: And I think another big thing, thing I would add in there is education is yeah. so key. And this is why with Revolution Hive, we have like workshops on alternative world history, on race, on um, female empowerment, mm. and girls' confidence, and toxic masculinity, all these yeah. things because. At a certain point, you, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, like, if of If I don't know who J Ben Desai is, I don't know. But yeah. once I start to learn, well, I live in a system that has benefited from colonial empire for yeah. years. And we're literally rich because of... Like, basically, yeah. stealing things yeah. from these countries. Yes. So, <laughs> if I move from one part of your empire to another part of your empire, I'm still a citizen. Yeah. So, like, what's your problem?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But, yeah, knowing, like, what's the story yeah. and owning that story. And, and that's what I love about this little, like, I don't know what to call it woke South Asian, <laughs> cool people,
1: all the community. As much as I hate that word, I don't know what else to label it. But educated. Like educated, you know, balanced,
0: all those yeah. good things. That there's like a. Uh, a spirit and like a thing growing, yeah. and It's quite cool to see how different people are creating things and yeah. responding to each other and growing like. and
1: supporting each other, yeah.
0: Like, even um, that book, The Good Immigrant, uh, seeing mm, no. uh, okay, so make shop- <laughs> uh, definitely check it out. Um, it's a, a series of 21 essays by people of color on like what the immigrant experience is like nice. and being sort of like belonging, yeah. Really, really good book. It's really cool. Um, if you've heard of uh, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race, Renua Lodge.
1: I need to watch. I need to read that. Yes. I don't so, read. I'm gonna audio book that. No, no, you,
0: you got to change that statement. Uh, right? There's so many good books I recommend to you.
1: I don't process things by reading. Okay. It's really bad. What well, is a
0: good? I think I'm glad you said that because um, often, we, like, like I just kind of said, we think reading is the only way to educate ourselves. But there's so many good documentaries. No, there is loads. Even of on toys. Netflix. Like, yeah. You know, um, I watched. Um, what's it called?
1: ah sex education oh okay i'm not I watching that pretty yet. interesting
0: um there's another one called little things oh, no, uh so. which is about god age. you watch
1: everything how do you have oh, time I, like, <laughs> read watch everything
0: uh, my thing is like i'll do i'll do any of those things i'm not against like tv or reading or any, as long as like there's a utility to, there's like something i'm gonna learn or grow yeah so Right now, I'm watching uh, an anime called My Hero Academia. Shout out to oh. all my anime fans! But like the story of that character, the way that it's shown, the art, the visuals, the music, it's all inspiring me and story as well like a lot of animes that I watch, they always have like a deep message yeah, to they them always do, don't they? Um, so that's what I mean like you don't have to just grow in one it doesn't have to be you read Think and Grow Rich or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People yeah. or you watch a Jay Shetty video and like yeah you're cool and you <laughs> can do other things
1: as well yeah definitely uh, just that's... even having conversations with people like having open and honest yeah, conversations really. with people like not that everybody has the confidence to do that because I know I get really awkward if I like have to speak to people but like <laughs> if you yeah kind of put yourself in a space or like with like-minded people it's always nice to kind of like bounce off what other people have experienced as well. So you like you nicely
0: onto my next ah. little, little segment. Uh, <laughs> How important is community in uh, your
1: development? I love my community so much. I feel like I wouldn't be anywhere if I didn't have my little Instagram community or like the little brown people that like (laughs) big me up. Like I honestly think that if I wasn't South Asian, I wouldn't be half as like successful or where I am today if I wasn't. Born into this family because I don't know if it uh, applied to uh, you. But I hated being South Asian as a kid. I wanted to reject <laughs> that stuff so hard. Like, I, I got I
0: got beaten up. I did you? Yeah,
1: yeah. So no first,
0: first day of school, a uh, kid came up to me, punched me in the stomach. No. Like, Fuck off, you, and then a couple of weeks later, um, we had football training, and my little brother was—he had his—and I was waiting. And uh, I noticed some kids are throwing stones. Really? And, you know, so I went around the corner and as I went round I looked and the stone hit me in my eye. Oh um,
1: my just god. Just underneath my uh,
0: eyelid. And uh, yeah, the doctor said if you, you're lucky if it was any higher.
1: You could've gone blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I've had
0: like chips thrown at me. Shit. randomly.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I just turned around and ate the chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Terrifying. But yeah, going back to community, community. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just growing up, hated being South Asian, but, like, right now, I feel like I'm so blessed to be part of the community that I am part of right now. Being South Asian is such a blessing, right? Like, in this generation, especially, because we can appreciate it and we can, like, all... It's more cool. It is cool. It's so cool to be brown. Like, I feel like all white kids want to be brown now. They do. Because I remember talking to one girl and she was just like, oh, my God, you get to wear such amazing jewellery and you get to, like... I did a hair flip, but you missed it." (laughs) You you could like dress up and you have all this like history and culture and like I was just like yeah I guess so like what do you have and they were like oh I don't know it's like nothing really we eat fish and chips (laughs) yeah like I think there's so much to us and there's so many different ways to exist as South Asians like it's not one universal experience yeah Yeah, it's just there's so many different ways but yeah exactly.
0: like styles yeah
1: but i think the majority of it is in like behavior um and like taboos and stuff it's all quite like similar so that's something that we all kind of come together and fight against Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like warriors and shit um
0: like what other things like that have helped you with your community in terms of like one tackling the taboo in the industry or in your household or in brown people culture and also with mental health stuff like what like how important is community been in it's parts?
1: been like ne- so necessary i don't think i'd ever have like the strength to deal with like my mental health issues or any sort of issues that i have with my family if i didn't read or learn about the perspectives or like other people's stories or like how other people dealt with things mm. like seeing other people have so much strength has given me the strength to do what i've like done. I've spoken like well. my clients or like people I found on Instagram or reading other people's stories on like articles or I don't know features anywhere. So like I get clients from like all walks of life and people have been like kicked out of their home for having tattoos, having different opinions, changing religions. I don't know, there's just so many things and it's kind of like, wow, I'm really lucky. But like, if, if they can do that, I can do this. Like I can deal with this. Like, that we're just as strong as each other, but just in different ways. So in a way, like the
0: role of, of, like especially the way you're doing things mm. um, at is it Saint Francis?
1: It's just Francis. Francis. Ta-
0: <laughs> Francis Street tattoo or is Francis tattoo?
1: It's Francis Street tattoo? Francis
0: Street tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um But especially the way you are doing things. Like the tattoo artist isn't just a tattoo artist, like someone who's a
1: therapist. It's like a
0: therapist, a community healer, activist. All those things rolled into one. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you find that it's quite a? We were talking about before, cathartic experience getting a tattoo. I
1: think so. I and I say this as (laughs) as someone who has no
0: tattoos yet. Are
1: you going to get any? Obviously, I'm coming to (laughs) you. Appreciate it. Oh wait, I forgot what cathartic bed. So so it's a,
0: it's when like it's like a relief.
1: Yeah, it's so sarcastic. I feel like when most people come to me for tattoos, they're usually South Asian and they usually come from a place where they've rejected their culture for like the majority of their life. Same as me, and then they come and because I do predominantly South Asian artwork, it's kind of a way to like reconnect to that side of their life. As well as that you get to speak to a South Asian person about of things South Asian because I know Sorry. my South Asian stuff <laughs> so, like I don't know it's just like sharing life experiences yeah. sharing um talking about bollywood movies or talking about like that weird actress over there that like I don't know just gossiping or just just releasing steam with somebody that you can't always have these sort of conversations with you need to be from the same sort of community to be able to like Share that sort of space and share these kind of opinions with each other, and I guess that is in itself a relief or just healing in some way as well. Because I feel like a lot of people think of tattooing as like self harm, but like a safe way to self harm. So it's kind of like a therapy thing. um Like I said before, it releases endorphins, so you can go and get your tattoos. Oh yeah, non
0: non tattooed people wondering like. <laughs> Does it
1: really hurt? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, they do hurt. <laughs> and
0: are some areas more painful than Yes, that? without a doubt. Most
1: My most painful was oh, Is it different for everyone? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people have very different pain thresholds. Like I've tattooed people and it's hurt me tattooing them and they're just sitting there fine. I'm like, Are you okay? They're like, yeah. Oh, like because they look
0: like they're okay. Yeah,
1: pain no, but or... they just seem fine, but like because I know what I like I felt what they've feeling, like it hurts me. So like this particular, like the ditch in my arm yeah. was so painful. I this wanted bit, to cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah this okay. bit. And I've tattooed that place on somebody and they've just been so fine with it. And I was like, Are uh, you okay? Yeah, I'm expecting them, yeah, to, I'm the expecting same- them yeah. to feel it the way that I felt it. But no, they're fine. But yeah, everybody's got like different pain thresholds. Mine's incredibly low. Like you could pinch me and I'd probably bruise and cry. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> like, but, um,. But on the yeah. flip side,
0: you're a great hugger. Ah, so. oh, thank find, like, like, you. you know, someone little... who's like a good hugger. Yeah. I'm, like, a hugger Have too, a good so
1: squeeze. Like, yeah. I hate when really people like good... one arm you, like yeah, fuck
0: oh, off. Or you're like a floppy fish. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. They're, they're so going... awkward. Like, oh, okay, I'm Get sorry. Right? Roll away. I always want to hug my clients after I've given them tattoos. <laughs> and sometimes I'm c- I am kind of like try and gauge like, yeah. are they down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it weird if I hug you? Like, do do you know me like that yet? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, bye. I'm just gonna like sit in the corner <laughs> <one>. and wave. <laughs> oh, high five, fist bump, hug. I guess. Oh, I guess goodness. because
0: like there's, it's for some people, it's like a transactional thing.
1: Yeah. Whereas
0: from the place you're coming from, it's
1: quite a... It's intimate, intimate, intimate intimidating, intimate thing. Like, I got tattooed by this guy that um, had his tattoo machine, blessed by monks, so if he was ever tattooing with, like, bad energy or in a bad mood, that would stop in the machine and it wouldn't transfer into the person's skin. And I believe in that so hard. Like, if you are in a bad place and you try and tattoo someone, or if you try to do anything for someone and you're in a bad place, you can transfer that shit over to somebody else and it's not fair. I don't know. There's no way of telling, to be fair, is there? But try not to. This is. Do you um... ever feel pressure? Because it's like. No, I don't. What if you fuck up? No, my tattoo. Like, me doing the tattoo is like the most relaxing part of it. Like, that is like. That's the the best part of my day. Sitting down and doing a tattoo is like. It's, it's amazing doing everything beforehand like the emailing and drawing and make sure they like it what if they don't like it oh my god they don't like it let's change this let's change that that is the worst part of the job because it's just so much like self-doubt and like back and forth thing and trying to suss out what kind of person that is. And sometimes when you... I fall out with my clients a lot. It's really bad. But if we don't... If you don't respect me, like, it's not... It's not going to happen. You mean on a
0: general basis? Yeah. Like,
1: like, like, I think a lot... Like you said, people kind of think it's like a service. Whereas, like, I work for you. Babes, no. We work together for this. This is give and take. This isn't give and take, even. This is, like, give and take on both sides, Mm. I guess. Well, one of the
0: things I say to people when we start doing some coaching is, like... The number one mistake that people make is mm. expecting the coach to fix them. Yeah, and actually, I can imagine. This is a 200% relationship. Yeah. So I'm all in. Yeah. But you have to be all yeah. in too. So I'm taking notes on the course. Yeah. But you have to do the same yeah. thing. Like, you can't just come up to the session like, I oh, said, so like, what am I doing today to fix myself? <laughs> well, what do you want to do? Yeah. You know, you're driving the car. Yeah. I'm only helping you by guiding you and yeah. giving you tools and exercises. So I can see why. And I think that's a really important thing for anyone who's doing anything like business or entrepreneurship mm-hmm. related or like running their own thing is you don't have to work with everyone. You can choose who you work yeah. with and be really clear about yeah. these are my terms. So Boundaries. this is what I look for. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it, calm it. Yeah. Like,
1: somebody else will pay me. <laughs> yeah, it's um,
0: cool. And, and it's funny because I've experienced the same thing where someone thinks, well, yeah, I'll pay you in at how much. And then I'll quote my price, and it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> can I get a discount? Ah,
1: can- oh, so bad. because well, no, like,
0: there's a hundred other people I could work with.
1: Yeah, and they'll so actually better, give me what I'm asking and for. And they're amazing
0: to work with. Yeah. And, I, I, I would, and it's not a thing of like, I think I'm better, but it's just, I think at a certain point you realize my energy, and I really, I'm learning this a lot. I was thinking mm. about this morning, like, my energy is limited. Yeah. And I want to give so much, but I only want to give it to the person that I actually just love and I really want to, like, they're down and it's easy and it's effortless and you wouldn't get into a relationship or a friendship with someone who is difficult and it's hard, like, Because it just zaps your energy, and I only want to be around people who fan my flames. Yeah, exactly. So if same with clients. If
1: I get the same, if I get like a bad energy or something from a client, and they just they're just so rude and demeaning or anything like that, I'm just going to cancel their appointment, give them their money back, I don't care. Don't want it. Don't want any of your business and before i would just take on those clients if you're rude to me horrible whatever i would still take that person on do their tattoo for me and i'd be in such a bad place mentally and it's so it's so hard like i don't care if they've got a good good tattoo out of it like i feel like shit and it's not worth it it's so selfish it's so unbelievably selfish to put someone else through that it's so unfair and nobody ever understands that it's kind of like oh i'm gonna go get a tattoo here they're going to do it for me yeah like the worst one that i've ever had is i spent four hours tattooing someone at the at that time i think it was like 50 pound per hour they dropped me i think like 50 to 100 quid for the four hours that i did and left and i was like I I just spent four hours with you, like, you were there. Like, you know that I just tattooed you for four solid hours. The entire time they were so difficult and they just kept getting up every time I, like, dipped for ink or I turned my back or something. And they just completely, like obliterated my dream to be a tattoo artist I was like this is my last ever tattoo I'm never doing it again oh, man. yeah it was when I first opened my shop as well I was like I'm never doing this again he's fully just like I ruined it for me back. I think I had a client the next day I wasn't looking forward to it but they were the most lovely person yes. ever and Shout I was just like <laughs> don't even remember who they were but I was just like you yes. know what I'm I'm good at this this is this is what makes it worth it like somebody looking at their tattoo and thinking oh my god this is incredible like, it's quite exciting right? Yeah, who's going to show
0: up in the chair today yeah yeah no like idea,
1: right? so we have so I'm above a barber so you just walk up the stairs and we kinda just like look to see who's coming up <laughs> the stairs and you can't you never expect who it is and then you see them and you're like oh my god I get it that's so exciting. Hello <laughs> like what's happening? We're going to spend three hours together today. I hope you're ready. <laughs> how,
0: so how many people do you see in a
1: typical day? Um it like- it's I try and limit to myself I limit myself to two I used to do like four or five in a day which is way too much but two a day is like my happy place at the beginning
0: I used to try and do like five or six calls a day oh my
1: god like some of them would last
0: hours and it's very emotionally draining like you have to give so much energy you gotta be present you gotta be yeah I, i'd just be there like quick lunch bam next one and
1: you have a lunch me. break huh you're so killed funny break. i don't get it i don't me, even get lunch no i'm having lunch while i'm on the call crunching away chomping and now
0: yeah there's definitely a sweet spot and i think that again comes back to having connection with yourself and yeah knowing, like, what your balance is of too much
1: Yeah, I did an interview with someone, and I was like, It is a privilege for anybody to give their time to anybody else. If you don't see it as a privilege, you don't deserve their time. Yeah, (laughs) like you should always see other people's time as a privilege. It really is, though,
0: like, and, and this is why, um, I'll be honest, I appreciate it more now when someone watches a video, even for 30 seconds. Yeah, like that's a gift because at the same time there were six other videos that you could have watched. Yeah. There were like seven emails, you, have, you got WhatsApp yeah. going on, you got things going on in your environment, but you yeah. chose to actually watch. And if you yeah. commented, oh my God,
1: like, you're my <laughs> yes. favorite person ever. Oh my God. Because
0: at the end of the day, you know, like- <laughs>
1: You gave me a shout out. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> feed us, feed us,
0: man. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, I, sometimes there is like this entitlement in uh, this generation, yeah. our generation of like, you know, ah, oh, but I worked hard so like, everyone, everyone works hard, bathed
1: as we are, and, all working and I think hard. And we forget
0: sometimes you might work hard, yeah. you might be the right person, you might do all the right things, you yeah. might shine your shoes and put a smile on your face, <laughs> and you guess what? You still might not succeed. Yeah, but that's
1: okay. It is okay. Yeah. You
0: still, you're not doing it for the end result. You're doing yeah. it just to. Be the person yeah, who. Does you should the enjoy or... the
1: process. Not that the process is always enjoyable, but you should at least so, go with the process. Don't always try and rush to the finish line. Oh man, that's bogus. Right? Ah! Someone,
0: someone, I need that. I need
1: like this. Sound like I feel uh, like, because I always get the line, like, oh, my God, you're only 22. You've done so much with your life. I, I hate Oh, babies. like, babes, I know I have, but it's all—it's yeah, it's still a process. Like, I'm not finished. Yeah. Like, I'm nowhere near finished. Does that
0: ever get annoying
1: for you? It so, does. Like, especially when people are like, oh, my God, you're so busy. Yeah. I hope I'm not to, like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, you don't have time for me. You're so busy. Like, yes, I know <laughs> I'm busy, but it's not, that's not success. B- being busy is not success. Um, success. Being present is success. Being present is success. Success. I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> and like being happy that is like the ultimate form of success success I can't even say it I'm not no, gonna say I it I think it's that thing success like, you, yeah, yeah. You it, it well. doesn't sound like a word anymore
0: so, so where, do, where, where do you see like yourself in
1: in how many years? Yeah, whatever years. Oh, I don't know. I just want to...
0: Do you still want to go to... Because I know, like, I've seen stuff where you're like, yeah, I want to have a tattoo place in London. <sighs> yeah, but I do We are talking about the vibe here. Yeah,
1: I don't... I don't think I'll ever want to own another studio. I really like mine. The, the mm-hmm. overall goal is to have a space in Leicester. So, like, maybe keep the current space that I have. And... I really wanted to open up a studio just for like um, women of color or people of like minority. I don't like the word minorities, but you know, like people that aren't traditional. We're not yeah, well, exactly. Like in the people of the
0: world.
1: Yeah, exactly. More of Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, people that aren't traditionally found in the tattooing industry to give them a space to tattoo would like feel comfortable because for me, I want to like travel and tattoo, but I always feel like I'm not going to be welcome or I'm going to be made to feel uncomfortable or there's going to be something that's going to like put me off. But I don't know. I just kind. I want to live in London. I want to have a dog. I wanna be really happy and I wanna be financially stable and I don't wanna be do I don't wanna feel guilty about paying myself. Like recently I've been giving myself minimum wage so I can like keep the shop running and everything goes to the shop but I have my like minimum I miss wage. This life. <laughs> Give myself minimum wage so I can like buy my clothes or whatever I wanna do and then like maybe go out for dinner like once a week or something. I don't know, don't I think, shoot I think myself. Like a
0: lot of people underestimate. That it's a very big inner game, yeah. Doing this stuff, yeah, yeah, it's a creative business, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and there's a there's like at every level, there's hurdles that you have to cross, yeah, um, mentally, and and it is massively like inner work because, like, you just said, like, how much do I pay
1: myself? Yeah. yeah. How? Who the hell? Like, who how do you? Who you like? Do you have like no a calculator gonna... on like Google or something? Like, how much do you pay yourself? This is my like <laughs> monthly taking. It's yeah. like, what can I give myself out of this? And the other
0: thing, when you're passionate about something that you've created, you're gonna make sacrifices. Yeah. Like, if there's a month where cash flow, like, there's more expenses, yeah. I right, cool. Take hundred out of my salary. Yeah. Whereas, if you're in a job. Mm you would never
1: yeah exactly it's because it's your baby you're like i want you to succeed it's okay if i can't eat starving artist this is where it's come this is where it comes from i was literally paying myself 400 pounds a month and i was living off that for like god knows how long and then i was like you know what like babes i can't afford this life like i'm like dying here and i work so hard i deserve to be paid and Deserve to like I don't know come to London and like yeah. let loose a bit and I couldn't do that so minimum wage at least I'm getting there it's exciting I think the <laughs> thing is
0: like sometimes um, it's knowing like all right the ideal is like let's say two and a half k a month yeah but it's not possible yet yeah so for me I always think all right well what's the next step so yeah living a little wage bit. yeah is a good like step maybe or you know every other month I'll do double or every other month I'll get a dividend and it's like for for whatever you're doing we always think like in a very monolithic binary way Mm -hmm. of perfect or nothing yes and I call it the all or nothing mindset. like I go to the gym and I do my full workout or I do nothing but Um, one of the things I've learned is that I can you can just go and do your first work like mm -hmm. just do ten minutes just do ten minutes, and it's better than nothing. Yeah. Because guess what? If you do that, if you do that for a week, like let's say you want to meditate right for an hour, and you don't do it, but if you meditate ten minutes every day of the week, that's seventy minutes in the whole week.
1: You've done it. You it's not it.
0: hard. Yeah. Like right now, um, I'm learning to play the piano.
1: Ah. <gasps> and exciting.
0: Like my piano teacher's probably listening, so I'll be very careful. I Hello. do practice, <laughs> um, but like I get home, it's like. 10 11 i'm knackered yeah i'm I'm like oh man like i I don't want
1: to do this yeah i Ah. shouldn't do the my
0: hero academia (laughs) but i've just been doing this thing of all right let me just do 10 minutes and trust me like even yes the difference between yesterday's practice and the day before i improved Mm. because i did 10 minutes yeah and i think it's such a like huge message and you don't feel
1: as guilty because you did the 10 minutes yeah. At least I did something. If exactly. you did nothing, you'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm such a terrible person." So yeah,
0: something is better than nothing, right? Yeah, so, without 100%. doubt. A hundred percent. Yes. So, like, main takeaways from today. I think we talked about having compassion. Yes. Um, for yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, calling things out when they're being appropriated, or uh, you know, even in terms of people you choose to work with.
1: Yeah. If something makes you uncomfortable, you need to speak out about it. If it's a safe space to do so.
0: Very important caveat there, because um, no point wasting your breath. Or, yeah. Um, getting into dialogues that are pointless. That's why most I think silence is a very good response. Sometimes, yeah. Or even just okay.
1: Yeah. Because you know in your heart, like some, yeah. if you don't agree with something, it's fine.
0: And like you said, it's not your responsibility to educate the whole world. It's yeah. just your responsibility to look after you. Yeah. And you shining at your brightest yeah. that the light will take care of itself yes. like the sun doesn't worry about oh, i need to make sure that i hit that spot in the nest, <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't do that it just shines yeah. So just focus on that um i know something you said i was going to actually say uh, in a previous podcast we had a woman called anna garcia on she's a relationships expert and coach Ooh. and she was saying like people's energy introduces itself before you meet them like, yeah you know before, and i fully feel yeah like, definitely fully, like fully agree with that yes so uh, i want to say thank you so much Aww, for being thank on you. today's there's so special episode, it was. Where can people find you?
1: Literally, just Instagram because okay. I can't do social media. So, <laughs> it's Helena tattoos. It's overwhelming, overwhelming. Yeah, it is. It's crazy, but, but again, yeah, it's
0: important. Like, pick one thing, right?
1: Yeah. So, Helena tattoos mm-hmm. on Instagram, and that's about it. You'll find everything on there. And,
0: and if you listen to this, like, drop her a DM. Drop ah. me a DM and just with a special. What's the code word for today?
1: What is there's so a code then they, word, so
0: then they know we know when they message us, then we know that they listen. Like, you know, a little the secret code word. What,
1: what's the name of the podcast?
0: Lost in Life.
1: Okay, Lost in Life okay, is the good one.
0: So word. Just, just put Lost in Life, yes, and Helena, Helena.
1: Sorry, I'm
0: so sorry. Um, <laughs> we'll know that you came from this yes. episode, uh, and so will I. And... How can people who have listened to you—you've given an hour of your precious time today, which is a massive (laughs) gift—I'm really grateful for that. How can a person listening help you?
1: Um, I don't know. Just be kind to someone today. Do it. Be nice to someone.
0: Um, Love it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This is Geshe and Helena. And as always, guys, absorb what's useful, discard what isn't, and add what's unique to your own. I'll see you next time. Peace.